It's me, Cane Porkchop Daniel, the man you can't stand to think about but love doing it when you do, which is all the time. I would like to announce that the winner of our Christmas competition is named Anthony, and all of you who didn't enter are sick cowards who aren't smart enough to write a review of Deja Review on iTunes just to prove me wrong. And now, here's our show. Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. As always, I'm joined by Kane Porkchop Daniel. Hello, I'm the forgotten Culkin brother, Bonzo Culkin. Sam, see about Scott Free. And returning our actual very first guest on this podcast, uh, almost a year to the day. Returning guest. Uh, yeah. Returning guest, uh, Stanislav Pinchuk. Welcome back. Jojo Culkin. <laughs> Jojo Culkin. Hello. <laughs> and uh, and so this is our first of two uh, Christmas episodes. And uh, we are doing the 1990 uh, Christmas classic Home Alone, uh, starring Macaulay McCulkin. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. No, Let's do just, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sani, I, I know you've, 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 you've never seen this movie, but um, were you aware of it? What's, what's your sort of uh, any idea about what this movie was all about? Yeah, I think it's so funny. It's uh, Watching it, is, it's so much in the cultural vernacular and zeitgeist. You know, that you kind of understand where the genesis of a lot of things that you've already kind of feel like you've seen is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and had you, like, any idea what the movie was, like, about? Or it was it just uh, you knew Macaulay Culkin as the uh, the cultural figure that he is now? Mm. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> um, what's his... He's in a he's in a band that does was, yeah. oh, the Pizza uh, Underground, right? And they cover Velvet, Velvet Underground, Underground songs, songs but yeah. everything is referenced to pizza. Yes, yes, it's really clever. It's very hard. It's a really healthy. A lot fella. of people don't get it. He hang, he hangs around with that guy from the Libertines. He was living with the guy from the Libertines <laughs> in Paris. The two healthiest looking fellows <laughs> in the entire world. But have you seen him now? Is he, he back? He is back in town. He Fantastic. Looks- is he chubby? No, he's sexy as fuck. Really? Yeah, definitely. He's, he's a real big sexy he's boy. Had a real, he's had a real makeover. Yeah, he looked really yeah. emaciated for a while, though. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he didn't look yeah. too good. He's um, got a healthy flush. <laughs> <laughs> Kane, what's your uh, what's your history with old uh, Home Alone? You know, watched it as a kid because, um, of course, it was such a pervasive force. I don't remember it having any huge impact on me. Um, I um, enjoyed watching it. I mean, the thing is, I mean, it is... Pornography for uh, kids, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, you know, maybe maybe this was you know grooming Macaulay for Michael Jackson's later delectation. Hey, there was not that was not proven. Let's not, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it, I was just struck by how you know. I mean, it, it's pornography for young children. The idea of it just being able to do whatever the hell you want, being left alone, and I was amazed by how Aunt Thirty Seven. How much of a kick I still got out of the idea, <laughs> you know what I mean? I could still identify with uh, oh, okay. what what the joy must have felt like to yeah. you know. Sip definitely. Oh man, like I I grew up 
with with this film like everyone else did. It was just a it was a juggernaut when it came out. It kind of took everyone by surprise. I know you're gonna you're chomping at the bit to get into the uh, box office the figures numbers. here, Mike. I oh, know because no. you're a numbers guy, <laughs> and the numbers on this the numbers don't lie. They are gargantuan, but. Yeah. They didn't think it was going to be big. I mean, I guess they did because, to some degree, because you've got you got Christopher Columbus and you have got John Hughes and you have got some heavy hitters that are kind of penning John and directing Williams this doing thing. The score. Getting John Williams, well, John Williams, he took a bit of talking into doing the score. Um, was only when he saw an early cut that he's like, "Fuck, this thing's got some. This has actually got some some weight to it. This yep. is going to be good." That he said, "Yep, I'll do the score." And the score is arguably probably. Home Alone and Jurassic Park, oh, and Superman, maybe. Uh, some of his Indiana most famous. Indi- oh, fuck, he's done too many. Yep. Yeah. Some Star of his Wars, most. my dude. Oh, yes. I, I don't remember that one. How's that one go? One. How's that one go? <laughs> well, which theme? Star Wars, <laughs> nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, totally. Like, I, I've seen this film so many times, even uh, to this day. We will watch this in December around really? mid-December, just before Christmas. I know, Mike, you are just chomping at the bit to slam this and sl- sink your dirty little teeth into it. Mm. But if you utter one bad word about this film, <laughs> Lord help me, I'm going to walk out of this booth. Well, I, I have a really clear memory of seeing... So I was uh, living in Perth and I... Gross. Um, <laughs> and what, I would have been eight or nine uh, when this came out and... But I remember seeing this at a cinema in Perth that had like the balcony as well. Like it was a massive cinema and it's, it was almost the, I like your idea. It's almost like a thing in a movie where they show like a bunch of like a, a cinema full of kids just going bonkers, like just uh-huh. throwing shit and just mm. going. And it was that. Like Gremlins. And my mum. When they go yeah, into the yeah, movies. Yeah. And yeah. I remember. Throw back to Stanley's last uh, foray into. (laughs) But I remember my mum having to go home and cut a huge chunk of bubblegum out of her hair because some kid had chewed up a big thing of Hubba Bubba and thrown it over the balcony and it got stuck in her curl, so she had to cut it out of her hair. And it was just like, so she just had to sit through this movie full of like in this like insane amount of like eight to 10 year olds just mm. going bonkers and then cut fucking bubble gum out of her hair. And I'm like, you were a bubble gum in your hair in that Perth heat too. Oh. That would not be a good <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. You just start putting, you know, <laughs> peanut butter and mayonnaise and yeah. everything, uh, you know, in together yeah. down there. But, uh, yeah, look, um, this was a movie I loved as a kid. I remember going to see both of them at the cinemas, um, and, uh, and I had, you know, taped it off telly and when it first came on, watched it a million times and I literally hadn't seen it for 20 years, I reckon. Um, oh, really? So, so you hadn't watched it at all? No. Like, uh, it'd be about that length of time. No shit. As well, yeah. Oh yeah. man. Um, Maybe even longer. I mean, yeah. yeah. So you guys haven't seen it. So essentially, you, I, I'm the only one in the room here that's actually watched this. I, I'll like, I've, I've seriously lot. seen this every year. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. I probably would have never seen, seen it, it max. Right. Two, three times when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. well, no, I would have seen it like because I just, as I said, taped it off telly. So I used hmm. to watch shit ad nauseum. So I would have seen it a bunch of times because I knew like all the beats of this movie. Okay, but just yeah, watching yeah, yeah. it again with, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Stanislava, mm. <laughs> what did you think about yeah. this movie? Here we go. Yeah, um, I think in a weird way, I feel like I had seen it because it is mm. so in pop culture that mm. in a totally. way nothing was a surprise and I kind of knew all of it. Um I loved that it's kind of presented as a middle class image. 
I love that they don't explain why the fuck they live in a house that looks like this. Well, well I think Seb mentioned well, in a it's, previous it's ob- episode, well, it's he's really, clearly a drug dealer. Well, it's like obvious. His dad's clearly a drug dealer. It's obvious. Like, they, all yeah. the signs are there. His dad is a drug dealer. He's got a blatant... He lives in an amazing house. He can take a family of 11 people to Paris for three well, no, days. His uncle pays for that. Oh, his, his uncle's the cartel boss then, clearly. Uh, mm. And he has a blatant disregard for the cops. Uh, the cops come in and he's like, yeah, yeah right, yeah. And then just he basically leaves the, the cops at the door, goes and sits down at the, well. at the table and then yeah. goes and tells his wife to go pay for the pizza. The cops aren't finished asking him questions. Mm. These, all the signs are there, guys. Yeah. Just look. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He um, also just doesn't, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, sorry. Like it's uh, it's white collar crime. It's different. Yeah, well, it's like there's, business there's, drunk. There's which just we so are much right to now. talk about this. <laughs> but there's but there's a weird like class trader element to uh, them going to Paris, right? Like that is the most un-American like thing you can do. Like the 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 like these. Petit bourgeois who yeah. have like uh, that you know America's not good enough for them for Christmas, which is yeah. I think partly what what's uh, they go to Paris for three days. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. Who goes to Paris for three days? That well, these working? these 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 class traders. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> One day swine. getting there. <laughs> these fucking class traders. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I they run that- everywhere. Yeah, you can't stop running because <laughs> they're all high on the drugs that the dad's selling. Oh, of course. Oh, see the signs. John Heard. Yes. John Heard. R.I.P. Mm. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yep. sadly died. We lost him. Uh, we in, lost two Johns in this movie. Yeah, he. Uh, R.I.P. to a real one. Huh? He um he died after. Yeah, he was in a, a hotel room in California mm-hmm. a few days after back surgery and just died in a little Motel Six kind of. Really? It's really yeah. it's, had John had Johnny Boy fallen on? I think so. times. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe he I was don't in know. the Sopranos. He, um, that was the last thing I remember seeing him right. in like television. Dad. Um, but yeah, no, he passed away yeah, a little while ago. He was in the Pelican Brief. Mm. Um, Albeit uh, briefly, right? There's yeah. something very early 90s about his brand of handsomeness. You look, you know he's got mean? a bit of a Bruce Willis vibe. He looks Not a bit even, like Bruce though. Willis. No? Yeah, I, like he's just... Would you smash? He's very much... <laughs> <laughs> I would. He's a John handsome Hitt? dude, yeah. Okay. I know your type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Look, this is like, I think just watching this with fresh eyes, <laughs> fuck me. Like, that, especially the first 20 minutes, I just wanted to kill everyone. Yeah. Cause like, it's the great character act. Uh, I mean, great, great character writing. In, yeah. Like, you, you do, you do want like the uncle, the, the, the dad oh, that's like, you little jerk. What he, a fucking twat. But what an amazing character. Right? When, when, when he's he calls like, him a jerk, it's funny. Like, it's kind of an innocuous thing to call somebody, but, but that actually lands like yeah. like a punch no, in the it's guts angry. when it's when really he, angry. When he yeah. calls that Look kid what a you jerk. did, you little jerk! And yeah. it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's but it's yeah. all just paving the way for this What's amazing. Smash, well, that's <laughs> another. That's a <laughs> uncle, Uncle Frank, Uncle Frank. Um, I love when he's and, up, and his little brother, like it's actually Macaulay's little brother, is uh, Fuller. Yeah, uh, you know who's going to wet the bed. Yeah, Karen. Um But um, who's it, gone on to much better things? Has, yeah, has anybody watched Succession? No. Oh, it's really great. It's this HBO show that's kind of about. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah it's yeah. it's kind of like a a proxy for the Murdochs or whatever. It's like a media conglomerate empire, and he plays like the fail son, uh, like entitled. It's a very good show. Yeah, right. And it's just funny to see like this little yeah. weenus with big glasses and like 
having have just finished watching, you know, this thing where he's and like just having the sip on the Pepsi and then giving the eyebrows as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna piss my bed. <laughs> um, but I another thing I, I I sort of noticed watching this time is they put a lot of effort into covering all the bases that would allow a kid to yeah. be left alone at mm. home for like three or four days. They had like, to make that plausible. Like, yeah, like, mm. but they cut, like everything is like phones are down. I'd, yeah. I'd never noticed that mm. when, when they boarding spill pass. the- uh, yeah. yeah, the boarding pass. I'd yeah. never noticed that. I watched that a million times and I never noticed that they put the boarding pass. Counting the kids' heads yes, in the van. Yes, exactly. Like, like all, all of those bits that they sort of cover off that, uh, you know, they like- which you know is somewhat admirable, but it's it's still like oh, okay. I guess from a story, um, well, from a story, point and then everyone trying to call people, but everyone is yeah, away because totally. they're all in you know yeah bougie you know um, like every of course they're all in Florida you know <laughs> for Christmas. Just as a quick aside, do you think uh, payphones in France would have in the Taking airport? Quarters? Airport, yeah. Is is that would they have taken quarters? Yeah, because I can see the, maybe she, in an airport. Quarters? I don't know, but, well, yeah, but, but no. But, where, uh, where do they get the money? Yeah, yeah. Mm. because I mean, to me, I mean, they might have had French <laughs> currency or travelers' checks or whatever, but it's unlikely they would have had coins at that point. You're right; it is a bad film. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's polite not to ask drug dealers about these sorts of things. Yeah, <laughs> he probably has like a, a fanny pack yeah. full of uh, you Mobile know phones. different different currency. Um, yes. <laughs> what uh, What do you think I thought about this film, Seb? Well. All I can see is my vision, which is it's a fantastic film. It's a very, very yeah, good film. No, it's no, 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 no. Okay, it's okay. Not you a, want, it's okay. not a very, very good film. It, it, uh, you know what? You know what? I will say in watching it again, all the stuff leading up to um, the- The break-in. The break-in and when that actually, which takes a long time to get to that point, oh, but all the stuff leading up to that- time. But I, I, like when you watch the trailer, when you see this, when you try to recall this film, you just think about this film as Macaulay Culkin trying to save his house from these robbers who are going to come in. You feel like this is the whole film is that yeah. basically. It takes like an hour and 15 minutes or something, well, like a really thing, long like, time a, for, like, for the, them to the actually break into the house. of like, you know, all the, the hijinks is literally only like 15 to and in, you know, fifteen yeah. minutes at the end. And in watching you know. it again, that was actually my least favourite bit of the film. Is all really? that, that? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the that, only bit. I like. Really? What? Yeah, like watching <laughs> that stuff again. Oh, what, what do, do I think? Do, do you think I like this movie? I think you're going to flip it on its head. I think you loved it. Oh I think fuck you, yeah! This I think film you loved rules. It. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's so good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Just, like, and that's the correct answer. I mean, did do Stanny? Did you like it? I can see how it is a really quite timeless children's film. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like you could watch it now and it seems contemporary, except for the fact that there isn't one not white person in the film. No. Ah, uh, yes. There's I that. could have sworn that, like, maybe okay maybe one of the cops <laughs> in the background who, like, mm. said a line while mm. he, he had a African American inflection on his voice, but I, I think you can't even see. That's kind of just John. Maybe Hughes. he's just doing <laughs> shtick. That's that's John yeah. Hughes, and he's yeah, like yeah. he's. They're all set in like in Sherma, this fictional town of mm. Sherma in Illinois, which all these like all these Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, uh, Weird Science, all these things are set in this fake fake town of Sherma. Mm. But it's it's the whitest place on earth. Yeah, there is. Yeah, a, I guess he's yeah. And it, yeah, uh, like uh, you know, I didn't go in like because I just remember loving this movie, and I think this is a, a sort of, um, I think this is the uh, 
you know, a year in, I think this is the most perfect sort of example for, well, for me of a movie that I loved as a kid and I do not like now. Like it was, um, and it just drove me. And, and I understand that. And, and, and I'm looking at it from an adult's perspective. Mm. And like, I understand when you're a kid that would like, and you know, all these mugging to the camera and doing the, ah, like mm. that would have been hilarious. But watching it now, like, I just can't see, you know, it just drove me crazy. Crazy and um, he's a cute little kid. How can you not love yeah, little no, kid? I don't. Didn't, you didn't see, didn't see I don't at all. And like I, when he's I, like, I'm na, 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 and it's just like jumping around, being obnoxious, and it's just a bunch of yeah, like you know, oh, I just yeah, it, like it really got to me this time. Like oh, I was really? just like, yeah, it was really Fine, I don't know, maybe I was in the wrong, you know, in the wrong. Uh, but then, but then there are those highlights. Like I love like um, seeing, like remembering. You know, when Catherine O'Hara, who is, you know, <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is fucking amazing. And she is basically like, uh, you know, apparently the worst mother in the world. Like the rest of the family can just fuck off and do, you know, it's like the dad is not taking any responsibility. He comes home at the end. It's like, oh, you're right, mate. Yeah, cool. Let's go and get some fucking milk. Yeah, he really like, doesn't. Like where Catherine O'Hara is just like self-flagellating herself for doing this. And apparently like takes like four days to get home. Like, uh, and then they all just came home. It was like, oh yeah, we just got the flight. You know, it, like that drove me crazy. You, you want to know something really sweet? Mm. Um, Macaulay Culkin still calls Catherine O'Hara mum. Oh, that's pretty geez. sweet, isn't it? That's yeah. a little Christmas spirit. Put, put some little Christmas jingle over that. It's like going to make everyone feel like, yeah. The sleigh bells. Um, yeah. I think but, that might be sad. Yeah. yeah. I think um, that might be something? a sad thing. feeling yeah. something? But, yeah. but then, because yeah, he, he was getting, famously had a lot of acrimony with his family. Yeah, he had a really he tough time with his parents. parents. Yeah. yeah, basically um, he, he quit film because of the shit that his parents were going through fighting over his money. money. Yeah. And he said, you know what? I'm yeah. fuck this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make any more movies for you to fight mm-hmm. over. I'm not till you sort your shit out. I am quitting. He was getting even with mum and, and dad. <laughs> <laughs> and he was pretty richy rich at the time. So yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was the good son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is heartbreaking that they weren't going for the custody of the child. They were going for the child's oh, money. Yeah, going, custody know, of the money. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Which and he actually sued yeah, his no parents over his fortune when he. He, 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 uh, yeah, he basically took, um, what's, what's the, yeah, he basically took them off his, uh, guardian, what do you, what do you call it? Basically fired, he fired his parents. Yeah. And he divorced his parents. Yeah. Yeah. And, and took his money back, um, in a big legal battle. And because he was worth like a hundred and something million dollars. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got, I think he got paid, uh, something like. A hundred thousand for for this for this one, and then the one. next one would have and been. And he got four point five million for Home Alone two, because mm-hmm. um, his dad was just this gun negotiator. Um, well, fair enough. Like, he was so, his sorry, I finally get to to roll back. Talk to, talk about your numbers. Here right. we go. Here we go. Eighteen million dollars to produce, like to to make this movie. Four hundred and seventy-six million dollars in nineteen ninety, and that's that's four seventy-six nineteen ninety dollars. Yeah. So that's like. $11 trillion. Still the highest grossing comedy film of all time. Yep. Wow. Um, but yeah, anyway, just like there, there, there were moments that I, there were moments that I like, like when Catherine O'Hara is at the, the checkout and you see John Candy in the background and I was like, oh, I remember John Candy How being. John and Candy, when and he, him. and he's like, he's got the, up there with the funniest bits in this you movie. You know, that was all improvised too. Yeah. It was all like he, they had him for one day. He shot a 23 hour day. Mm. 
um, from six p six in the morning until five a.m. and so improvised sweet, the entire thing basically off the back of Uncle Buck, yeah. which is what got Macaulay Culkin the the role in the first place. Yeah, there's there's a scene yeah. where Macaulay's like interrogating a uh, babysitter through a mail slot, and and then yeah, John Hughes is like this kid's kid's got Mati. And yeah, put him put him forward as the, the yep. lead in this thing that he was writing. Um, but I'm really surprised that you didn't think that the the last bit with the guy, like the the robbers, oh. is because that is just like it's probably Daniel Stern is, I think, an ex- like, and I'm not. Yeah, again, like I've, I've I've said it before. I'm not super into physical comedy, but those two, are they're great, great together. No, yeah. don't get me wrong. They're really good. They've got and they've got a history, and they're really really. Really fantastic they together, and they com- they do. Yeah, they they they've known each other for years. Like, right. they're friends. They've been friends for years. They haven't made a bunch of love or anything. No, like that. Um, they've, got, <laughs> they've got love. But um, no, I just found that bit a little more slapstick and a little more disjointed. From, I mean, watching it for the podcast. If you're just yeah. watching it as like a little Christmas classic, then it's great. Just take it in your stride. But for this, yeah. I found all the rest of the drama leading up to that point just a bit more. A, a, a bit more entertaining, and really? then you get like the slipping over and the Looney Tunes sound effects and the Acme kind of stuff. It's just a little more like it's great, maybe because I've seen it so many times. But yeah. I just got less out of it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, what did you what did you think, Stan? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of texted Mike when I was watching well, it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and to be honest, I just rewatched it again, like and and did not enjoy. It. I was like, oh. Dude, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that, but it was just, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't imagine someone just coming to this clean as an adult. Like, I mean, I more or less did, yeah, and I thought yeah. it was great. But what, what, I'm surprised you're yeah. not with me. In, I find there's something about a pathos to child actors that really gets me sometimes. Yeah. It's like children's choirs. There's something very precocious but quite spooky about them. And I hate precocious children, generally speaking. <laughs> Well, that's because yeah, you've been pretty down on most of the child actors in yeah. the, the the shows that we've like the, the movies that we've watched. And to be honest, like I, I think this this one was the one where I was just like, I just found him irritating. I mean, in my head, I was kind of because you know he did become a phenomenon, and in my head, I was kind of watching it, interrogating whether uh, what what he became famous for and and we see in retrospect as, as like this is Macaulay Culkin shit and what makes him great whether I don't know whether I don't know I just got the sense that he was a genuinely like one of a kind screen presence you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I and I, I think it was really unique and and I think it carried him where a lot of other child actors um, fall down I think I think he was. Immensely charismatic and oh, a thousand yeah. percent. There's yeah. just something in their eyes that they're not quite yeah, children. You know, yeah. There's there's something tremendously sad about the yeah. They seem like a billion years old in this really curious way. Yeah, well, it's funny. Um, uh, when you were talking about John Candy, I mean, I I I I think the same thing about John Candy. There's everything that I mean. John Candy was was a genius, but there's there's. In everything he did, there's this kind of like deep sense of melancholy or something. That's what, that's just behind. There's something just achingly sad but, but about John Candy. Yeah, but warmth Warm. and melancholy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know. And that was yeah. the thing. Like, no, absolutely. But that, there's warmth and melancholy. Like in yeah, that yeah. scene where he's just sort of like, oh, totally. I couldn't help but overhearing and all of that sort of stuff. And it was and Catherine Howard's like response to that is yeah, like, yeah. 
you would do that? And, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I'm, and I had a similar thing with Catherine O'Hara that I did with Macaulay Culkin because Catherine O'Hara has become one of these kind of um, consensus kind of character actors or um, comedic actors. It was like Catherine O'Hara is, O'Hara is like the best. Like nobody, nobody sees fit to say a bad word about Catherine O'Hara. And I was kind of trying to watch it, like trying to, you know, pull, pull, yeah, pull that curtain away. You know what I mean? Which, which is which is kind of an impossible thing to do. But I mean, uh, I is think she? the same thing stands for Catherine O'Hara. I just think she's an amazing kind of screen presence. I welled up mm. at the end. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, yeah, dude. That's it. Gets. I've seen. I've seriously seen this film. I'm gonna say thirty times, maybe uh, at mm. least. Probably. There's been years where we've watched it twice. It's been. Yeah, I've screened it. I've like done the deja vu screening thing. Has Cleo seen it? She hasn't seen it yet. I was like, uh, maybe. Cleo is Seb's daughter. Oh, yeah, I've got a two and a half year old. Is two and a half too small to watch this film? That's a whole other thing. There's a, it's got <laughs> I a think, lot of violence. I think you're going to be like your dad a little bit. I think bit I'm going to be, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> His dad was famously laissez-faire with, I mean, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. We what did watch, watch. I watched uh, Reservoir Dogs with her last night, so. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't yeah. just, she just likes yeah. Mr. Pink because of his color, that's all. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> by the by. Um, quick. Side note, uh, Mike, um, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Um, to be honest, I don't. <sighs> Look, I was counting on you saying Die Hard. Well, no, I know, I know, but like that, and that's that's coming up. But well, no, I was just going to say, I was counting on you saying Die Hard because they're the same film. Home Alone and Die Hard are exactly the same film in okay. so many ways. All right, please, you're blowing my mind. Please elaborate. I know, I know. So you've got. Your, your protagonist, this 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 solo human who is protecting their their, their castle, their house. You've mm. got the bad guys coming in. You've got, say, the, the lead bad guy that um, is pretending to be one of the good guys in the start, yet to show his cards. You've got um, you've got someone coming up with ingenious little traps and and fake kind of uh, missteps throughout this. Uh, this building to try and uh, lure the bad guys into certain places. You've it, the, the list goes on. If you actually, I, cause I thought about this a while ago and then I Googled it and someone has come up with this amazing article outlining, like going down so far as uh, timings throughout the whole film. Uh, like at the 45 minute mark, this happens at the one hour, five minute mark, this happens. And you're like, someone's on their face. This is like, it's crazy. There are so many parallels. John McClane slips on micro machines <laughs> at one point. Does, does that make uh, Snow Shovel guy Reginald Val Johnson? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> You've got the guy that comes in, uh, the outsider who comes in to save the day, essentially. Mm. The but Snow then, Shovel. And, and you know, the, like, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I'm not sort of, it, it, it was literally like the first 45, 50 minutes. Like towards the end, I was enjoying it much more. I liked the bits with, you know, the Pesci, like the, the bad guys breaking in. And the the bit with the old, you know, the old man and the, like the, that. Mm. that uh, and I think to that point of where you see Macaulay Culkin's like skill as a child actor is when they're having that conversation in the church. Mm. And he, great he's... Pardon? Great A cheese. It is great A cheese, but he sells it like it's yeah. good. Like you, it's, yeah. I did read that that scene wasn't meant to be in the film and then they felt that it needed more sentimentality and a lesson to take away. Yeah. And they wrote that in. Okay. Yeah, That's where his that precociousness happened, yeah. really did my head in, to be honest. Really? It's so, yeah, no, I, just, I don't yeah, know. That, it's that, this that, really American yeah. 
And that scene of, didn't work yeah, for me. No. Like structurally because because it's like the snow shovel guy is meant to be like wisdom, passing on the wisdom or whatever. And Macaulay's, you know, he's got to teach him something in his own way. But what he tries to teach him is like, talk to your son. Mm. This is not... Yeah, this is a not out of left more, field insight. No, it's so prophetic for his future and so sad. He doesn't even know how to buy a fucking toothbrush. Yeah. But it was, I think <laughs> it was as far as his performance in advice. that was not like because there was just oh, a lot no, that I did. I agree with yeah, that. Like the, I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying not the writing of it. I'm not saying it's incredible writing. I'm just saying that the way that. Uh, yeah, like that was kind of the point where, and it almost feels like, because um, presu- presumably this was a, you know, would have been a couple of months shoot, and that like it's just that like a kid at that age, like they actually grow up, you know, on mm. sets, mm. you know, mm. and and it feels like that there were there were certain bits that were shot earlier and later, and um, and uh, but um, so I mean I I will also say I don't think Macaulay Culkin is a good actor in this movie. He's 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 a movie star, you know what I mean? Mm. In 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 kind of the more classic way that we think of movie stars. In 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 that yeah, and, and he's you are you are buying what Macaulay Culkin mm. can do, his presence, but also you are buying and maybe this doesn't stand as true because, you know, it was one of his first films, but you know, you like when you put Harrison Ford in a movie. You were obviously casting what Harrison Ford. You were casting Harrison Ford. Yes, and and you were also casting, and you were casting all of yeah, all the movies that he's been in Mm. prior. You know what I mean? And I I feel like the the presence that Macaulay Culkin has on screen like recalls that kind of thing more than it does like him being a talented child actor. Mm. Yeah, you know what, guys? I think it's probably time. Is it probably time for a a coffee break? Oh, I like coffee at this hour in the day. I don't Any know. hour in the day is perfect for <laughs> Because we probably coffee. need some pep in our step, so it's time for a coffee break. If you've met me, you've heard me talk about everyday coffee. I scream its name upon climax and whisper it into the ears of my children as they go to sleep in their obsidian tombs. I shout it from the rooftops, I hum it to the dewdrops. Without it, Colin would be a desolate wreck with not a single place to buy coffee. And what a crime that would be against the ceramicists and graphic designers that scurry along its streets like plague rats who tell new acquaintances that Slack is, quote, the only social media I'm on anymore. Here are 10 more things I can do since I started drinking everyday coffee. Play the legendary Phantom Bongos, the only haunted percussion endorsed by Phil Collins. Apply reverb to my voice using the power of my mind. Be really huffy about Walt Disney Studios' legacy of racism. Play State of Origin Rugby League for California. Steam vegetables. This may not sound so impressive, but when I was a child, my uncle would lock me in a wet basement and yell through the door that I was a limp asparagus with broccoli for brains. So it's a real breakthrough for me. Humiliate people younger than me for not liking the music I like and have them respect me for it, goddammit. Call Hugh Grant on the telephone anytime I like and just talk for hours about nothing. He's a real pal and so down to earth. Grow my toes back and make rude honking noises when people disappoint me. 
So get yourself down to Everyday Coffee on Johnson Street for a cup of joe or a bag of beans. It's the right thing to do and you'll feel good doing it. bit more of a heart of stone with this no i mean i i uh i think it's a delight you know what i mean really yeah it is but what no but what's so please tell me like what's a delight about it i think it's just that more that first hour like it's just like oh yeah he's okay to steal that's fine you know, all of this sort of stuff. Like, I think it's like, it's, woo, I, we got to steal. Yay. I don't, I don't no, think, what, the no. toothbrush? No. That's not the inference you meant to make that it's no. like, he didn't, he, he was. He had a, he, it was like. He was fearful. Yeah. And then, and then he was like sliding on his knees and going, woo, this is great. I'm escaping from what, stealing. Are you, are you trying to position it as like the film wants that to be some sort of rite of passage for him? No, no. I just, I, I just thought it was really weird that that was okay. It's a goddamn toothbrush. If you're gonna, if oh, you're gonna take oh, down some, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we start with a toothbrush, toothbrush cane, and then we move on. I say, to drugs. Yes, no. <laughs> and then you're like Frendo in No Country Look, for Old Men yeah, that just yeah. blows up a car so he can yeah. steal the stuff He's, from the pharmacy. Exactly. He's Look. smashing yeah. capitalism, and <laughs> you can't start too young. In my book, how do yeah. you expect to take down a couple of criminals if you can't think like a criminal? Right. Okay. That's yeah. what I take oh, from. I, I, hey, call yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. If he didn't steal that toothbrush, he would have probably uh, had his legs cut off uh, by Daniel Stern and and what's his other Joe one? Pesci. Joe Pesci. Really? I reckon. I reckon he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have the goal to go through with what he did. This movie could really like. I think today, if you made this movie, it could like. Uh, it would be a really good like Blumhouse sort of film where it's sort yeah, of like, totally. you know, like well, totally. and then it just switches yeah. to like them torturing the fucking kid and all that sort well, of stuff. Well, no, like back the kid torturing them essentially. Yeah. There, there was a doctor. It was quite yeah. funny. Some like doctor that was clearly, clearly angling for some um, time in the limelight here came out and went through every beat of this film whenever the, when they're being tortured and said this would have given you a compound fracture of the skull. Oh, yeah. This would have. Blah, Do you blah, mean blah, blah, an blah. And they would have died from like They would have two, died a number yeah. of times over. Yeah. But, but hey. I just Hollywood think, uh, so did you like uh, towards the end, like did you uh, find any of that sort of uh, stuff with Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, like entertaining at all or like that was the, like there were the only times I laughed out loud were a few of their reactions to things and yeah, I don't know. Oh. I think I've got a heart of stone. I don't even yeah. celebrate Christmas. I think you got the wrong person. No, not Christmas. But they're though. really good physical no, it's not actors. Good, good. Yeah, you know? that's, that's but the thing. I like, don't think the, the Christmas aspect adds yeah. Yeah. is nothing yeah. to yeah. me. But as a grown-ass yeah. woman, it didn't make me laugh. You know. Right. Oh, it made me cackle. <laughs> yeah. And they've got great chemistry, though. You can't deny that those two have great chemistry. The, the yeah. wet bandits have they do. amazing they do. chemistry. They're yeah. really good. They work actors. really well together. They're perfect in a kiss. Like when they're doing all the like when when he um when Daniel Stern is trying to get to the door and. He's slipping everywhere mm. and just the whole like, you know, like that's great stuff. And and then when he puts his foot through the nail and yeah, like that, that stuff I was, time. yeah. It's um the best joke in this whole movie yeah. is after um, Macaulay goes the flying fox or whatever and the web bandits go mm. up to the window and Daniel Stern <laughs> yeah. says, maybe, maybe he committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
That is such a joke. joke. It's such yeah. a great joke. You know, yeah. that was just off the cuff too. That wasn't oh, really? the script. Yeah. Yeah. It is perfect. That made um, me laugh so hard. Just I think the thing that made me laugh even more after that is, uh, and I, I've got a screen grab of it, is the clearly... Um, either they've done some really good um, force perspective stuff or it's just a very, very small stunt man doing the um, the flying fox for Macaulay. Oh, yeah. That's a 30-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. It's like I looked it up. Sure. It's so he is, good. He, that is a 30-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is. That's a fine 30-year-old man with the stature of an 8-year-old boy. Yeah. Yeah. Something didn't look quite stuff. right. I did have to look yeah, it, it was up. so funny. It looked, it, it looked like, like a bad Robert Redford wig that he's got on and all of that sort of stuff. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also had to look up um, the Angels with Filthy Souls. I thought is like it's, I was like, is this a real film? I'm like, no, yeah. this is this is this is like a fabric. This is a fake, yeah, yeah, fake yeah. thing. But I was like, but, it'd be quite funny if they had found this. Highlight of the movie for me was when he gets that video, the Angels with Filthy Souls, and the other video in the frame is the Bruce Springsteen uh, video anthology. Oh, and really? I was like, yeah. yes! Yeah. There's an ice <laughs> White tea people. poster. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> White people. An ice tea poster in the brother's room? In Buzz, Buzz, in Buzz's yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, Buzz's yeah. room. Huh. Yeah, go. Cool. Yeah, the, the, the angels with dirty faces fell a little off to me because, you know, like... Well, that, that kind of, of, angels with dirty faces is the real film yeah. that Angels with Filthy Souls is uh, trying to emulate. But, so, But one uh, of the guys is from um, The Sopranos as well. Like the guy who gets yeah, shot, yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. The Sopranos. He's um, like the cousin, like the useful, useless cousin in Sopranos. He's great. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, like it was just re-watching that and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. And then, but they they use that three times. He does that three times. Mm. Like, they, get their, they get their mileage out of that. They get their about. mileage out of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, That's pretty cool though. Yeah. Yeah, they you know they didn't actually have the budget for uh, proper visual effects throughout this film, so they paid this dude um, to paint on all the visual effects. So on, they gave him the film, and um, say for example, Daniel Stern pokes his head through the cat flap, and he shoots him with a BB gun, and you can actually see like a mm. dunk, and you see a little BB pellet fall off. Mm. That was all painted on frame by frame, and they said we'll give you like two hundred bucks for this shot, four hundred bucks for that shot, six hundred bucks for that shot, whatever it is. Mm. So. Which is pretty cool. I was it's about to pretty, say, and he, it and looks he great. Been, and, yeah. It was a hand animated. It was hand yeah. animated, mm. yeah. Yeah, and he would have been stoked that they were like, yeah, we, we're like going cheap on you, and it made a half a million yeah, dollars totally. at He's the box office. Now. Yeah. yeah. I assume the that, sounds, um, that sounds suspiciously like a fact, Seb. Is it? Mm. Is that a fact? 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 Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's time. Stanislava, or is that a fact? Stanislava, this is the game. This is the game of life. The game of death. <laughs> There's two life questions and one death question. If you choose the death question, you know what happens? What? You die. <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps there's an opportunity for redemption. There well. is an opportunity for redemption. Mm. God, All I right. thought I was just coming here for a so, free So there's no prize. In the, well, there is a prize. The prize is life. Yeah. So if you get it right... Um, yeah, you get the picture. Wow, it's gone real dark. Okay. <laughs> it is. Happy right. Christmas, too everyone. Much, too much fucking Merry Christmas in this. Let's, let's, oh. let's get serious. Right. Okay. Fact number one. The picture that Kevin finds of Buzz's girlfriend was the art director's son. Oh. Wait, you don't say anything. I'll tell you three facts <laughs> and you tell me. Fact number two. 
Joe Pesci almost bit off one of Macaulay's fingers in rehearsals and he still be- bears the scar to this day. He's hanging him on the hook in the end. He's like, I'm going to bite your fingers off. Yeah. Fact number three, Macaulay Culkin still wears Harry's gold tooth on a necklace as a memento from the shoot, the one that got knocked out. Mm. I have to pick which one is real. So you have to pick the fake one. So the, one. the art director's son was, in fact, the picture of Buzz's girlfriend, where he's like, Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> 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 oh, that made me laugh. Joe Pesci almost biting off one of his fingers and the gold tooth as a necklace. Which one is the fictitious unreal? Oh, I know which oh, one I think. I'm going to say the gold tooth. Oh, I'm going to say the gold tooth as well. I'm going to say biting the finger. Uh, well, you guys, Mike and Stanny, get to live. And Kane, I'm sorry, here's a knife. If you could stab this into your abdomen, <laughs> that would be great. Because the gold tooth is in fact completely fictitious, but... The biting of the finger. Uh, Macaulay Culkin still has scar a scar can. to this day because hmm. Joe Pesci went full method on that little eight-year-old and bit <laughs> well, the fuck also, out of his finger. From from old stories, Joe Pesci, Joe, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci is a feral piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not a normal dude. Not a, not a nice person. But also, he had a full potty mouth on set as well. He was yeah. going around going, "I'm gonna fucking." Kill you, you little fucking motherfucker! And then yeah. Christopher Columbus was like, "Every time you go to say fuck, can you say fridge?" And and just yeah, try and um, make or it it's a kids' the, film, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it's such like a okay, Warner Brothers. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, yeah. okay, okay. Leo gets. Yeah. Did yeah. you notice that his character's name is Harry Lime? Yeah, which is a throw uh, throwback Third to yeah. yeah. There you go. Is his name Harry Lime? Yeah. No yeah. shit. Yeah. Amazing. But the weird thing is it seems like, it feels like if you're going to do that, then shouldn't Daniel Marv. Stern's name He's Marv. Be? I don't know what his surname uh, well, is. Well, I, 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 I checked and it seems like it's not a reference to anything. But it feels like if you can do it for one, why don't you do it for both? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think when Christopher Columbus was doing all the casting as well, he, he kind of, he set his sights really low because he didn't think anyone would want to be a part of this film. And he's like, oh, shit. All right. Catherine O'Hara signed up for this. Maybe I'll try Joe Pesci. And then he's yeah. like, yeah, sure. Well, Joe Pesci wasn't actually the first choice. De Niro turned it down and John Lovitz turned it down. One of those John two is Lovitz definitely going to regret. Great. John Lovitz would have been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. He's, I'm sure he but, regrets um, not taking that now. Yeah. But. Yeah. But then it's that thing of like, it seems like a, this is sort of like a departure for John Hughes. Like he's never really written like a kid's kid's movie. Um, I guess like Weird Science is. Curly Sue. Yeah. But that was after this, wasn't it? Sure. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean he's but, most he's most famous for the teen stuff, but Yeah, but I think whatever even the teen stuff is so kind of it could be watched by kids, it could be watched yeah. by adults. I think he's quite good at being universal yeah. even mm. within the genre that he's in. So yeah. sad. I mean, too. you know, mm. I mean, I'm an adult, it played for me. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, mean, I, I I just yeah, to be honest, like I really it really just Got on my nerves, like, uh, immediately. Do you have have seen any other John Hughes films? Do you know any other, like, Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller's Day Off or Weird Science or any of that stuff? Is that I've seen Breakfast Club. I've seen Sixteen Candles. Candles. Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Planes, Trains and Automobiles, yes. No, no, you're just saying stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Just listing vehicles. (laughs) These are just words. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're just listing (laughs) forms of transportation. No, tease the immigrants. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, yeah, weird science would be a standout for me. I've I've got a little 
little affinity with that yeah, film. Right. I love that. But so yeah. have we got any, um, so saying that like, uh, are there any just like little moments or things that really stuck out to you or that tickled you or anything like that, that just really, you know, that, that's the thing. Like I feel this movie is like there for me, like rewatching it, there were just moments of joy, like that mm. I really, really enjoyed amongst something that I just mm. wasn't enjoying. But, mm. uh, but it, you know, I, I seem to be the minority. Mm. So, I mean, I think seeing it as an adult who hasn't seen it before and, it being so iconic in so many ways. But I actually thought that scene where he puts the aftershave on and slaps his face and does the scream just seemed really kind of wooden and strange. Yeah, yeah. And, and they did it a, twice. And that was the thing, mm-hmm. like, that that that's yeah. the sort of stuff where I'm like, uh, which when you're eight, I'm sure that was hilarious. Like, because that was in all yeah. the TV ads and all of that totally. sort of stuff. Like, And that. the poster. Like, that is that is the artwork for the poster. Yeah. That wasn't my favourite either. Yeah. Does, no. does cologne just, still sting your face if you haven't shaved? I guess is my question. No, it's just because it, it was like raw alcohol, basically. Mm. So. so it does stain yeah. your face. Uh, mm. It was. Yeah, now that, now, that, got... now it's just, you know, um, you know sort of myth busted. Bombs <laughs> and, you know, uh, Aesopy yeah. sort of, you know. Yeah, I just got just the sense to... from that shot that it felt like there maybe had been 300 takes or something and oh, was definitely. quite tired. Of the whole thing, I guess I that's just a big for mm. such an iconic moment that you know from so many you know but takeoffs when, and piss takes. But also, but it was also, actually kind of awkward. Yeah, but then know? when he's doing his like his morning routine thing, all I could think about was American Psycho, like, <laughs> and mm. then I do a face peel and all of this sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kids but, film. Yeah, it's a kids film. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Like I, I just had to get past that stuff, but yeah, I, it was. Um, for something that I watched so many times as a kid, and then rewatching it, I was like, "Oh, yeah, it was. It was not. It was not an enjoyable experience for me." Yeah. What was? Yeah, like came like um. Yeah, I'm just sort of um. Uh, yeah, like what? Uh, what was the joy? What was the? Um, well, I'll tell you the thing I liked about it the least. Before mm-hmm. I say the thing I liked about it the most, the thing I liked about it the least was I. <clears throat> I'll preface it by saying that I tend not to be fussy with the logic of movies. You know what I mean? Like Go with the flow. Yeah. You know, what people want to identify as plot holes, I generally don't care about. It's, you know, the logic of the movie and that's what it needs to move the thing forward. But there is a big uh, <laughs> break in logic in this movie. And as a relatively tidy person, irritated the fuck out of me, it's like, when is all this shit getting cleaned up? <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Like, apart from apart from Buzz's room, apart from that, it's like uh, it mm. just you know just everything seems to magically clean itself up in his wake. You know what I mean? And that just kind of gave me heart mm. palpitations and yeah. anxiety thinking or, about having to clean up all of this or, stuff. And the thing that sort of uh, another yeah, like again, sort of plot holy. Um, when he like you know again, they, everything is just so. Um, uh, what do you say? Like it's pre uh, preordained, but that you know when he hears them out the window saying, "Well, come back at nine o'clock," and so he's got, "All right, I've got till nine o'clock." But then he prepares his whole like cheese meal and all of that sort of stuff, and then he looks up and like he's just about to start as nine o'clock. I was like, dude, you knew it was nine o'clock coming up, and uh, you know, and it's just eight like, years old. You're, no, but you're wasting you're wasting a delicious <laughs> meal, and he's like getting all prepared, and I was like, I was really yeah. enjoying that. I wanted him to, to chow down on that cheese meal, <laughs> and then. Uh, because he needs his, his energy for the, uh, you know, for one the big cheese pizza. One all cheese. for me. All for me. Yeah. Sebi, have you got any uh, sort of last notes? Or? Uh, I mean, not really. I I mean, I just that I love it. 
It's great. It's a good yep. time. I love almost everything about it. I've seen it a lot of times. That scene where the mum comes home in the end. Um, M has sat through this film. My wife sat through this film a number of times. She loves it equally, but she was on the phone when we were watching a couple of nights ago. Uh, and that scene, I'm like, all right, I'm writing notes for this thing. She came, the mum came home, turns around, sees her, and I'm just like holding back the waterworks. Here. Mm. I'm trying to hide myself from, from M to see that. I'm like, okay, okay. <clears throat> oh, whew, oh, God, is it is it dry in here? Yeah, is it, it got dry a little dusty here? in there. Yeah, but, like, like, but, but that's also, like part it's of the, the warmth of Catherine O'Hara as 100%. well. One hundred percent, she's great. She's she's such a great man. Just the, the yeah, length yeah, yeah. she goes to to get home, yeah. and that whole thing with the polka band and John Candy in, yeah. the, in the van, and that whole thing. I mean, take all the slapstick, violent stuff. To speak of that, I, I yeah. again, like the, the 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 one scene, you know, one of the scenes that I love, and it, I'm sure as you were saying, it was all ad libbed, is when he's just um, going through everyone in the in the the back of the bus, at, like how mm. bad parents they are, and all yeah, of that sort yeah, of totally. stuff. Yeah, totally. And yeah, it was it was very sweet. Uh, it was like poker, 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 and yeah, he's he's brilliant. Has yeah. anyone here been left home alone as a child? Like accidentally. Yeah. No. Not accidentally. Just mainly no. on purpose. Yeah. No, mainly on yeah. purpose. <laughs> the last of five kids, it was literally it. like, just, yeah. don't eat, great. Don't, just don't eat anything, you know, from the, the laundry and you'll be good. Steady, no? Yeah, oh, get, definitely. Yeah, definitely yeah. got left to your own devices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> a friend. Turned out like Mac, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out like Mac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mac. Yeah, that's his nickname, right? Um, a friend, Mac Paul, said he got... Um, Friend from the studio got left uh, as a as a baby. They, mm. His parents left him on the end of a bar in a pub once for about six hours, and they went home and came back, and the the bassinet was still on the end of the <laughs> bar bench uh, about midnight. So yeah, that's his anecdote. But uh, yeah. England, this is England. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leads, leads, leads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, that's all I got. All right. Well, that's brilliant. Um, I think that is a. Uh, that is a wrap on our first of two Christmas episodes. Um, thanks, as always, to Jeremy Wattsman of the Jackie Winter Group for providing uh, the recording space. And be sure to check out their podcast, Jackie Winter Gives You the Business. You can find us on Twitter at Deja underscore review, where Deja Review Podcast on Instagram. And you can email us at hello at Deja Review Podcast.com. Um, we are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. If you have a moment to leave us a review, that would be rad. Um, otherwise, just um, if you enjoy this, uh, tell a friend um, and uh, and let them know. Um, I've been Mike Cairns. As always, over there, we've got Kate Mogtown. Hi. Hi. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Uh, Seb, Seabash Godfrey. Uh, Merry Christmas to all. Merry <laughs> and thank you very much, Danny, for being yeah, such yes. a wonderful, wonderful guest. Coming thank back you. and uh, and uh, joining us again and mm. um, and sitting through Home Alone. Yeah. Um, Chimpy Culkin, out. <laughs> <laughs> Chimpy Culkin. Uh, and we will see you again next time. And to all, a good night. <laughs>